on this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock. Congratulations, you're automatically optimized into new shopping ads titles. It pays to discover. Google Ads announces text overlay on images and other changes coming to discovery ads. Google's going down, down in the early August round <laughs> as Google has some major outages. All on today's show. Welcome, you are listening to Welcome. Marketing O'Clock. Just stay tuned. Digital marketing news, but let's get specific. Digital ads, SEO, and analytics, social media, and more. Pretty much everything that'll make your website perform. With new shows every Friday. Every Friday. We give you the news with sass and puns and definitely high takes thank you for tuning in you know what time it is it's officially marketing o'clock settle in sit back keep it locked hey there i'm christine zernheld aka shop i'm jess bud and i'm greg finn and it is officially marketing o'clock here on friday august 12th 2022 Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another fantastic episode. I, as you heard, am recovering from Bruno 19, and my cough might be a little annoying today because other people are asymptomatic, but me, although I'm however many times vaccinated, I just can't cut it. So it's really annoying. She's not talking about Well, you're out of your time frame, so you're... Recovering, yeah. No, I'm like more than my 10 days, but I just can't stop coughing. (laughs) (laughs) It's really annoying. How many, you've got, you might have the record for getting Bruno 19. Yeah. Well, I've never had it until the household has. Oh, really? We've okay. had it twice. We're just dramatic and like. I thought you had all those, co- but they, they weren't COVID toes that you had initially. Oh, no. Was no. Pregnant. I was pregnant. Pregnant toes. Okay. Yeah. I thought they were COVID toes. <laughs> Funny story. Um. Anyway, I had a really, no, I did not have a good time being off, but thanks for holding down the ship. Um, we were just talking about football here because it's coming back. I know we have three or four weeks now until like I just lose my whole life and takes over my whole household. And I've been just counting down the days miserably. Little did I know, I forgot that the soccer is so much worse because that came back this weekend. Football? The soccer? British football. Oh, Hmm. British football. The Premier League. It's so much worse. There's no commercial breaks. So your husband is just out of commission for the entire time. He can't do any chores while the show is off or anything. It's so boring. And it's on really early when you want to watch Disney vlogs. And it's on literally all year. Like, I feel like it went off last weekend. And then this weekend, it's like, oh, it's back. I'm back. The worst. Soccer guy. Yeah, he likes that. What team is he? The chickens are oh, what? They're good this year. The Tottenham Hotspurs. It's actually really clever branding for Peacock. And it, it's so about my family. What are you talking about? We had to get Peacock because of the soccer, right? Oh, the streaming I thought it was because of the housewives you watched in the shower. No, yeah. that was a perk. So I really was complaining about, I was like, we don't need another streaming service. Little did I know I can watch housewives on there on my phone. And it's got Harry Kane and Harry Potter. Hello. That, <laughs> she's doing a British <laughs> Harry Potter's on it. You're a wizard, Harry. Anyway, how are you guys? How are you, Greg? I'm doing good. Although, I got to be honest with everybody here. I went back and I watched the video of me with the transition lenses. (laughs) As much as I appreciate smartbuyglasses.com for sending me those pair of glasses, I can't pull it off. 
I simply do not have enough swag. It just cannot happen. I'm going to use them in my car. They're great glass, mm. great sunglasses, UV, perfect. And then if it gets a little bit less dark, maybe it'll fix it for me. I cannot wear those indoors. I'm sorry. This, the experiment was failed. However, I bought new glasses from smartbyglasses.com, the Leonidas's. So oh, what a are, name. Those are really nice. So these are my new glasses. I did use the code charts to save 20% off. <laughs> They're not sponsored. This is semi-transition glasses. So if you want smartbyglasses.com, I love them. My verdict is I can't do transitions. Yeah. Yeah. That's the my driving glasses. Yeah. The perfect glass. I'm driving them. Yeah. I just, I can't come inside with those. These look really good on your face. So for those that aren't watching that are just listening, they're like clear, but not. They're like slightly gray. Yeah. Yeah. I know a one-year-old named Leonidas. Oh. He's a tough kid. Named after the chicken team? Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm-mm. How about you, Jess? (sighs) So I feel like it hasn't been that long since I talked about a road trip and our um, wonderful how the potty training thing is going with the child. Well, we went on another road trip last weekend to celebrate a wedding in the mountains. Two beautiful people in a beautiful place. And the bathroom saga continues. So one... Kid's running around. We're at a brewery. He's playing. He's like, I got to poop. And I'm wait, so wait. excited. You're at a brewery? Yeah, we were at a brewery. Yeah. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> he said he had to poop, which I was so excited because sometimes he doesn't tell me till it's too late. So we're in the bathroom and he tells me, he's like, running made me have to poop. I'm like, great. That's fine. So he's sitting there pooping and somebody comes in and goes to the stall next to us and sits down on the toilet and he goes, mom, is that a man? I'm like, well, no, honey, we're in the lady room. He's talking at the top of his lungs because he's two. And I'm like, we're in the ladies' room. That's a lady over there. And he goes, why is she wearing her dad's shoes? What are those? <laughs> oh, my God. And I was just like, there were just athletic shoes. They were gray. They had a splash of pink. I don't know what he was talking about. But thankfully, this woman was so nice that she was like giggling over in the stall. Like she was part of the game at that point. But I'm Wait, like. Wait, so she was like on the toilet? Yeah. And, and I'm it. like, buddy, those are athletic shoes. Like they're sneakers. A lot of times they look the same no matter who's wearing them. So. Next second you look over, the shoes are off. You hear it going to the toilet, flushing, yeah. flush. So done out. with these. So there's that, and but at least we were in the bathroom and on the toilet because later on in the trip, we're standing in this beautiful park at a farmer's market along a river, and my son's playing with his buddy like over by the fence, and I'm like maybe 10 feet away, and I hear, Mom, what, dear? I'm peeing, and he's just peeing like full stream, not even trying, just peeing in public along the river and ruining everybody's day. Is so, is it is he peeing inside of his clothes? Oh, yes, in his underwear, in oh. his pants, onto his shoes. Okay. So I'll when take I, the toilet trash talk. When I saw you at the wedding, I talked to your husband. He's like, J-, he's like, he's like ninety nine percent potty trained. I'm like, that means zero. Yeah. Okay, just for the record, yeah, that one percent is the most important percent. Yeah, you're right. And you can't be it without it. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like I said, I I will deal with any mishaps that happen if we're on the toilet. It's a win. I'm proud of him, regardless. Yeah. Thanks. We're here with a new episode of Agency Scoop. From our CGO here at Cypress North, Jill Fetcher. She is sitting down with Irene Mushai from Online Optimism, which is a digital agency in New Orleans. So obviously on Zoom, they are talking about business strategies, what to look for in a new good client, agency growth strategies. It's a really great conversation, so be sure to check it out. Okay, and getting into the news this week, there are some changes coming to discovery campaigns in Google Ads. So luckily, Ginny Marvin had an amazing tweet from her ads liaison account that's just the TLDR that I recommend you checking out. But if you look at the article, you have to use my special tip, control F for 
That's why we're. And then you cut past all the fluff and you just get to the important part. Forgot about that hot tip. Yeah, so. Such a good one. This is trending, that's trending, the world is changing. Ever heard of Bruno? That's why we're exploring new ways to help you drive surprise and delight for shoppers with more aspirational imagery and shorter text. So they say they're making the ad experience more browsable in Gmail, social and promotions tabs by including richer details like product images and prices. Machine learning matches the right asset to the right audience at the right time. So you can look at the screenshots if you're watching on YouTube to see what this looks like, but it's a lot bigger um, in the Gmail tab. These are like really big images. So if you wanna see some lady just casually lounging around wrapped in Christmas lights, that is what you're going to see now. She's just really festive in time for the holiday season. Have you seen when people do that with their babies? Put them in Christmas lights? Yeah, it's like a trend. That seems so dangerous. I think it's really weird and dangerous. Babies put things in their mouths. Yeah, and they're like plugged in. It's just like a baby in a diaper wrapped in Christmas lights. Are and you sure that it wasn't a tree? It's <laughs> <laughs> a baby. And it's not even like the lighting is so bad as I'm sure you can guess because it's like you're like lighting out and it's just not good like is this something we can just stop it's not cute like the baby in the pumpkin okay what's his name spruce willis <laughs> stop <clears throat> i'm making an important public service announcement and you're just making a mockery of it you can also add image assets with text overlay so that's a pretty big change that jenny highlighted in her tldr tweet um, the insights page will now show you which audience segments deliver the biggest impact for your business. And then they recommend you turn those on with optimized targeting, of course, um, to have a greater impact on your campaigns. And it says they're going to give more guidance during ad creation, including live feedback on ad strength. And we all know like nobody really knows what ad strength even means. So great. <laughs> Um, they've also updated best practices. So they say test what's been successful in your other social and video campaigns when getting started with discovery ads. That includes using both the creative assets and audiences that have proven effective. Focus on visuals that include portion square and landscape images. Um, if you're doing lead gen, consider testing lead form extensions with discovery campaigns and set expectation for budget and timing, discovery ads take time to learn and optimize. We recommend an average daily budget of 10x your target CPA and waiting at least 40 conversions before making changes. That is a lot to ask. 10x? <laughs> yeah. How long are you waiting for those 40? Also, you don't have to do this, right? Also, it's like LinkedIn's yeah. uh, estimated mm -hmm. bids. Like, mm -hmm. you can do what you want and it'll work. So don't, don't like, yeah, it'd be nice as a Google shareholder, if you're like 10X, but you don't have to do that and you can still get get success. Yeah, these are just their new updated best practices. But, but the biggest thing to me is the text overlays. Big, yeah. Right on there because people did it, it was, it worked, but I was talking to a Google rep uh, and we were talking about just different creative to use on Discover and they're like, you can't use the text. I'm like, bro, or broette, whoever it was. I'm like, your company Waze, they do all of that. Your company, Google Fi, they have text on there. What are you talking about? Mm -hmm. like, no, you can't use text. I'm like, everybody uses text. The only thing that cuts out from Discover is when you have text in the ads. It's like social. When you don't have any text anywhere, it, it does not stand out. And if you don't understand it, go to Google Discover and the things that jump out are the things that look like social ads. So this person was saying it. I had to go through my Discover and take all these different screenshots 
of companies, including Waze, which is Google owned or Alphabet owned, and show them all these examples of tax. Like, yeah, we can use tax. Don't listen to Google. The rap, listen to Google, what they're doing with Waze. So it's not really a change. They're just changing their tune. Yes. I remember you telling me that we should test images or text overlay on images and discover. And I was like, I don't think you can do that. But you're the only person I know that uses discover and sees it. Yeah. Yeah. But you, when you see, when you see in Instagram, something with tax saying this sale or this, whatever you stop and you see that that's an ad and you can consume it or not. So good changes. I don't know about the optimized targeting part. Jess, what do you have for us? What about optimized titles? Oh no. Yeah. So this is a new feature for Google Shopping ads and it looks like it was just added to the Merchant Center help article for the title attribute. So many thanks to Martin Bumer for spotting this and sharing it with the world on LinkedIn. Martin says, new in shopping ads from Google. Optimized titles is a new feature that automatically enriches the titles with key product attributes. All advertisers are opted in by default across all shopping supported languages. He goes on to um, quote the help article. It says, to provide an optimal user experience, Google may promote key product attributes in front of your title to best match your offer to a customer's search. For titles that use the product's brand name as the first word in the title, other product attributes will be added after the brand name. Separators such as a dash may be added for readability. Then they give examples. So a search query for a king size mattress, if your title that you've provided is memory foam, medium firm, mattress king, dot, 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 they may change that to king, memory foam, medium firm. And they do- I don't know if that sounds right. It doesn't sound right. It doesn't look good. None of it does. Their examples are kind of dumb. But they note here, the merchant provided title is the value that you submit for the product using the title attribute. In cases where the title provided is already the best fit to a customer search query, no changes will be made. But they give no examples of that, which I feel like they're just future-proofing at that point so that no one can say, hey, but you said. It, I don't know if this is good. They don't. I didn't see anything about being able to opt out. Maybe you can. Hopefully you can if you really don't want it. I, Greg, you're the only person I know that runs shopping ads. How do you feel about this? Do you think it's helpful? Could be helpful? <laughs> so the... the- <laughs> Could this be helpful? A hundred percent. Will it be helpful? Yes, it will. All in? Is it going to be a, a net positive? It's one of these sort of like who knows, mm-hmm. right? And and it's it's all sort of going to be coming down to to how Google implements it. Because the issue with shopping ads is you don't have keywords, mm-hmm. at least with standard shopping or any performance max with a feed. So if it expands what you're going to match to without you giving that input. Like this is what you have in the feed and then it optimizes it and adds different elements and you match to something bigger. Maybe that could work. Generally, what we see is when we get that somewhat of an expansion, you spend more Mm -hmm. and typically get less, at least not at the same ratio. That's just typical. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be a Google uh-huh. hater. No. By the way, what do you think, if you had to give me a grade, like an honest grade, if with me being like on a platform, am I Google, am I negative to Google? Am I neutral or am I positive? It's a positive, right? Depends on the topic. I'd call you, you neutral. You wouldn't think so listening to this show. I would say <laughs> positive though. I mean, just how you like live your life. Yeah. 
Like you like make your livelihood off of like. <laughs> well, I just want yeah. them to do. I want them to do well, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm maybe the most positive voice in support of Google Ads out here. I don't know if I'd say that. I mean, certainly close. not They've in their announcements. They've got like hype men, yeah, top yeah. five. They've got hype men who are just like agreeing with everything they say. You're right. like honest. Yeah, you find an honest, positive spin people can work with, but you're calling them out. But this could be good. Like DSAs could be good. The minute that it gets to expand, we don't know how much expansion is going to be on there. Like that's the the question of this is, is it going to expand further than you'd like it to? Mm-hmm. If so, you should look at it when you have it on and look at it when you have it off and see what performs better. Like, yeah. We don't really know. It could be great. My gut feeling is as a very pro Google person, they're going to hack this up and make you spend more. I'm sure they will. But it, I... Who know, a lot of the comments, though, were also about it making – people were using the word samey in quotes because it, especially in the case of a branded search, if Google's just like sticking the brand name in front of your product. But I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. If somebody's looking for a Nike shoe like this screenshot um, that somebody shared where Nike is just in front of all these shoes, they're Nike shoes. So I don't think that that's a bad thing if they're all the same. It depends on the query. I don't know. I don't think we know enough about this to really – See how it's going to shake out? But that's what a lot of people are worried about, things looking the same. Putting the pro Google hat back on. If mm-hmm. there's one thing that Google is not, they are not samey with anything that's Fair. in their search results. There's that huge image push like 10 years ago where you, you have to have images that are distinctly different to show up in image search. They're not going to show the same thing. You don't see the same uh, SERP listings on here. And they're not going to use this to make every ad look the same because if something is samey, guess what? There's no clicky that goes along with it, <laughs> which means no money and the numbies are going down. So they're not going to mm. be doing that for sure. Men's shoe size 44. That's a numbie. Where's Shaquille, Shaquille O'Neal? O'Neal. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I had to convert that because this is clearly in the prices are in, I think, British pounds that is. So a size 44 is a 10 and a half. But I don't know where what these sizes are. 44 what? For once, I feel like we went over the Brits. Yeah, no, it's not. It's 27.7 centimeters is a 44 shoe. It's not important, but I was to very fair, intrigued. They do a bunch of dumb stuff like the stone. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm six stone. Do they weight. really do but that? they have like the metric system, which is always yeah. I know, but yeah. you know what is this is not stupid that, is a yeah. stone. What you is know a, how much stone? a stone? Is? What is it? A Who throw? talks about stones? Yeah. The British people here, Mr. Potter, whoever you got. There's two Harrys. Crocodile Dundee. Uh, a stone is 14 pounds. $14 pounds? I don't know, man. A stone. 6.5, 6.35 kilograms. See, that's the thing. Like They, hmm. they got a bunch of goofy stuff over there, too. Yeah. Including shoe size. Look it up, people. Next up, from Barry Schwartz over at Search Engine Roundtable. He's got a post called, Google search is very broken. Outages. Indexing issues. Pages missing and more. Bum, bum, bum. So he has all of these screenshots of people being like, Google's down, Google's broken. And it was. And it's funny, everybody's just like hammering John Mueller and, and Danny Sullivan. Being like, I need to Google, I need to Google. All these SEOs are out there <laughs> doing it. And it was funny, I th- saw John Mueller say something like, I don't know anything specific. And then like right after, he's like, oh, yep. Let me know if it's down again. <laughs> it's settling down again. We don't index anything. But if you see any wonkiness, it's in August 9th. So head on over to your GA4 and annotate. Oh, wait. Oh, oh wait. Head on over to your Google UA 
and annotate on August Just 9th. write it down. Yeah, just get pen and paper. How do they not bring annotations into J4? Seriously? the I'm with Julie now. <clears throat> As a pro-Google person, I'm anti-no annotation J4. It's such an important feature. We should put out a poll of the most pro-Google people and just troll people and put me at the top. Wouldn't that be funny? And then put like Julie second. It could be a clock skirt. There we go. Write it down. Oh, ooh, ooh. Shep, write that down. Shep, write that down. <laughs> I'll write it down for you, Shep. I'll annotate okay. it. Oh, wait. What's that noise? It's time for Barry's Charts with Greg. And Barry had a funny line starting off our Charts of the Week segment here. He said, Plus, all the tracking tools don't know what to make of this outage and broken Google. Some charts are literally on fire and breaking the x-axis. So we've got a good charts this week. And in third place here was cognitive SEO. If you look at this example, everything's going smooth, smooth sailing. And then it started, it looks like the uh, global temperatures here uh, as of late here on the, when we get into August, Rank Ranger was really nice you could see just how big the august 9th was again gigantic step up from anything they've seen it's literally at 100 ish or 90 i'd say literally on fire as barry schwartz would say i don't think it is though literally. no literally this isn't touch it <laughs> <laughs> and then the winning chart i think it's Samrush barry these charts were so hot barry didn't even have time to say where they're from but the winner, I think it looks like a SEMrush, aka SEMrush, aka SEMrush, and they had the August 9th at least double anything else. This is the best chart I've ever seen, and I think this is back-to-back -back week and chart winner, SEMrush. And that was Barry's Charts with Greg, a visual program for an audio format. What? An audio program for, for visual, visual charts. charts? An audio program for visual charts. Now it's time for this week's Take of the Week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. This week's Take of the Week comes from the one, the only, Amalia Fowler. At Amalia E. Fowler on Twitter. Amalia says, I've got a keyword with a click that costs $141 out of the blue, and it's not showing up in the search query reports. Ridiculous that one Google- One click? One click. Ridiculous that Google will charge us that much for a single click and not show us. That's pretty crazy. What is significant, $142? Seriously. That's insanity. If these terms these, that we're paying $141 for one click are on infringe on user privacy I don't want my ad to show. so much, it would be great to let advertisers opt out of these privacy infringing queries. Mm -hmm. If we if they're if that's the case, brand safety, let's go, let's opt out of it. But great take, Amalia. I am so sorry for that click. Now it's time for this week's ICYMI. ICYMI people, this is something you just might not have seen. Maybe something that you overlooked, but you shouldn't have. 
I see why am I people from Andrew Loke at Andrew Loke on Twitter. He says, one thing strikes me from working in the U.S. and European search markets besides the shoe sizes. <laughs> you can spend hundreds of thousands of dollars a year solely on branded search in the U.S. You usually don't get that in Europe, not even close. To that point, he says, also, if you do pay more than 100 k a year on branded search, please bid on your competitors as well. They are bidding on your brand for a reason. So I didn't know that about Europe. Not doing a lot there. That's kind of crazy. More like you're down and spend <laughs> versus the US. Sounds like a nice place. Oh, wait. I got it. <laughs> hey, I laughed at your stupid you're tree funny. joke. <laughs> now it's time for this week's pew, pew, lightning round. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts. Paid, organic, and social. First up in the paid universe this week from Joe at the Joe Schmo on Twitter. He says, had a phrase match service keyword yield a search term that was a competitor company's name today. None of the words in the keyword were in the competitor's name. This is the world we have come to, people. That one should have been hidden in the search query. Yeah. They yeah. forgot. Wow. I'm on Cover calls. your tracks. <laughs> I get more stressed out on client calls now the less they know about Google Ads because I have to explain these things and it makes no sense. Preach. Okay, hate it. Love oh, Joe. Oh, so exact match. I get it. It's, it's like it matches exactly what you put in, right? No. Nope. Oh, wait, but the phrase, it has to have that phrase in there, right? It can't just no, show it for a competitor. No, it can just be a competitor's or... name. <laughs> Via Danny Goodwin for Search Engine Land, there was a, quote, delay in impression share and auction insight reporting data for Google Ads search campaigns since August 3rd, 2022. This is one of those really fun updates where they, like, promise you they're going to come back at a certain time, and I always check back and see if they're lying, but they're usually right. This time they came back before. They said they were oh. going to come back by August 6th, but it was resolved by August 5th. They said the issue has been resolved the reporting delay had no impact on ad serving or automated bidding strategies. So crisis averted, I guess. And from Mike Ryan at Mike Ryan Retail, one of our favorites here, he said, currently negative keywords for Performance Max runs manually through your Google rep, frustrating many. It seems like Ginny Marvin has confirmed that this will be solved in the US via the UI, but Redditors were harsh on this. So she posted it on Reddit. She's up there in Tales from PPC Reddit in the weeds. She got downvoted. She to got the downvoted. Of hell. Yeah, Ooh. which I was surprised by too. But Greg's always like figuring things out. So Greg <laughs> replied and said, "Would assume the downvotes are due to the account level verbiage. So it seems like you couldn't just make a list like for your performance max campaign." Yeah, because she said we're piloting a beta for account level <laughs> negative keywords. Not ideal. That doesn't always max. make sense. That that is not what people want it may i'm not gonna go be positive on. about google so i am a, i admit i'm up for a oh, clock square this year jess it would be, i am gonna win that and greg of the year first of all your chances for greg of the year aren't looking great true uh, joe schmo might win <laughs> um <laughs> wait so it would be account level for only your performance max campaigns or would it apply to everything? The way that this reads is it's account level negatives for performance max. That's literally what it's account level negative keywords for performance max. 
The problem is that you're doing different things with your performance max campaigns. Let's say you've got a campaign that's like a broader category, and then you've got another performance max campaign that takes a deeper dive into something. You might want to take that deeper dive out of your broader campaign and say, I don't want the, you know, the, the yellow ladders or something. I've got all those set over in this other campaign, but you can't do that. You can only do it at the account level. And then what's going to happen is going to be way worse for performance max because everybody's going to negative out their own brand. They don't mm-hmm. see like the negative of what's mm-hmm. going to happen. It's the first thing people are going to do is be like, I don't want to show up for my own brand name. And then they're going to account wide negative out the brand and then that's going to be the opposite of what Google wants because in some cases you probably want your brand in there. You should let people put a keyword in for a campaign. You have different asset groups. All you got to do is say it can be a limited number too. That's fine, but you should make it try to be able to at least steer the automation a little bit or at least have that ability to say no autopilot. You cannot go into this one. That's that's something I don't want you to show. And it's going to be worse. Watch. Everybody's going to negative the entire brand out. Too much to ask. Okay, and next we have news from Tim Holleran. I don't know when he changed his avatar, but I just love it. I don't know if that's him. I know that it's a baby cute little baby. Him is a baby. I don't know. I like that guy. Oh. If says, you if you click on it, it's actually wrapped in Christmas things. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> okay, so he says. By the way, did anyone else notice they changed this setting so you can't see the floor bit anymore? You just have to guess <laughs> till you get the right zone. I didn't know what he was talking about at first until he tagged AJ Wilcox. At Wilcox AJ, which point I knew he was talking about LinkedIn. So I guess he you he has a, like a previous screenshot where he's trying to change his manual bid. The first screenshot is for one dollar, and it says in red underneath, "Your bid must be at least two dollars." Yep. Where now he's trying to set it to seven for a separate campaign, and it just says your bid may be too low but doesn't say like the absolute lowest it can be. And it also says maybe, so it doesn't even say that it's not. Mm -hmm. So you want me to leave it and see? Not helpful. I hate it. LinkedIn, not helpful. And from Dwayne Brown, at Dwayne Brown on Twitter, he says, client, you got this Shopify email last night on PMAX update. So it says beginning September 2nd, 2022, the Google sales channel will be owned and operated by Google rather than Shopify. Over the coming months, you will be migrated to the updated version of the channel. This change will occur automatically and there is no action needed on your part. Additionally, smart shopping campaigns will be upgraded to Performance Max in early September. So what is changing is it says look and feel will be more streamlined and easier and product discoverability instead of product visibility being limited to only one country, they will now show your products for each country you ship to. So hopefully if this applies to you, you got the email too and you can go in there and learn more, but some pretty big changes coming. You're gonna spend a lot more. If you're only on one country Mm -hmm. and you ship everywhere, imagine how much. You better check those budgets. And I also like the fact everything's upgraded. You're upgraded to this. How about transitioned? Yeah. Yeah. Never. You're going to be discovered more widely. But they're doing a disservice to their users. You're Shopify. You should you should make it clear that you might spend way more in places you weren't spending before. And this upgrade is not an upgrade. You will maybe be better, maybe not. It's not some kind of like upgrade. It's not even a shopping campaign, right? People don't even understand it. It's performance max with a feed. You're moving out of a shopping campaign. 
Okay. And you gotta have video. <laughs> it's gonna make video for their their people. Oh, like they're, 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 oh you my think god! About that. that should be in this email. I, get a I, video I, asset get, now. Get Shopify on the blower. Get Spotify on the blower. Yeah. I'll Spotify run ads on Spotify. Somebody for calls. Shopify. Somebody because Greg is being really positive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I see why am I. Netflix is coming out with a ad-supported version that will hopefully be a little bit cheaper. This is amazing news for me. Somehow, you know, I've got a big family and like everyone pays for something. Somehow I ended up paying for Netflix for everyone, which is like the most expensive thing. This is a public forum. I'm not passing out my password. (laughs) But anyway, I can't wait to make my brother watch ads. It did to your family. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so... The news here, this is a press release actually from a couple weeks ago that a client told me about. Thanks, Artit. It says, today we are pleased to announce that we have selected Microsoft as our global advertising technology and sales partner. So it's, I don't know what that means yet. I've got nothing, but they're working with Microsoft. Sounds like an upgrade. Yeah, totally. And from Harrison J. Hep at Harrison J. Hep on Twitter. He says, when you upgrade from smart shopping to Pmax, aren't you supposed to be able to compare performance to the old campaign? How do you do that? This is my favorite thing on PPC (laughs) chat Twitter. Nobody responded. And before they did, he figured it out himself and replied to himself. (laughs) Figured it out. Google sets them to removed. So you have to get creative to compare them, which is super annoying. It's not ah. He figured it out on his own. He's killing it. No, ah, that nobody chimed in. Well, nobody knew. Now they do. Harrison's a problem solver. Good job, Harrison. Yeah, great upgrade. Okay, Chris Ridley says from his at C underscore J underscore Ridley Twitter account, we could also ask him about the shoes. I don't know who needs to see this, a.k.a. me. The date range of month over month in Google Ads Performance Max Insights tab is a lie. It's actually the previous 28 days compared to the 28 days prior rather than the actual month over month comparison. I hate this. <laughs> like, it's an upgrade, Chip. Why are you lying? <laughs> and also, Jess Bud, first of all, let's make this all about her. She made the point like, why is it even 28 days? Because Google Ads makes such a big deal about 30.4. Like, shouldn't that be their like monthly standard view? Right? Good point. And <laughs> she put in our marketing channel today because she's not on Twitter, but she do, <laughs> does have some funny jokes. Thank you. She says, Google Ads with a helpful tip. I've got to, I've got to do the just button now to read this because it's small. Yeah. Get that computer close to you. <laughs> so face. she sets her date range to July 7th to August 3rd, 2022. It says, there's this bar underneath. Notification symbol. It says, you are viewing data between July 7th and August 3rd, 2022. It's like, thank you. <laughs> so then it says you could, it gives you in the notification bar. Change date range or dismiss. So I thought, let's get creative. Let's change the date range. So I clicked it and I changed my date range and it updated the date range and gave me a new notification with the new date range. Wow. Like, wow. why are you in here? That is an upgrade. <laughs> it's the most useless information. It'd be different if it was like you scroll down the page and it's there, but it's directly under the date range I can already see. Thanks. Making changes that matter. <laughs> What's happening in organic? All right. First up from Google, they've got an update on how quoted searches 
may actually match content that's not readily visible on a page. Fairly interesting. It can match to the meta description tag. They also show a little hack where you can put it in brackets, almost like you're making an exact match search term with a phrase match search term inside of it. And what will happen is the snippet will show exactly where it appears within the page itself. And then the other location that they mentioned with the quoted text can show is within the alt tag of an image. The thing that I took umbrage with is that they had a section saying to quote or not to quote. And then they go on to say, using quotes can definitely be a great tool for power users. Cease and desist. We have that trademark. Power listeners. Absolutely. Yep. Just the word power. Can't do it. (laughs) All right. Next up from Barry Schwartz. He has a post called Google Ads Content Guideline Links for Bloggers, Hosts, E-Commerce Sites, and More over on searchengineroundtable.com. So links got added to the overview of guideline pages with a bunch more links. And so Barry went through and made it easy to see all of the different pages that were added for people looking for best practices within Google. The first thing he had on there was best practices for bloggers. After, directly after he posted this, essentially, they got rid of that page. Barry is trying to kill off bloggers everywhere. He wants all so the blogs the to himself. Blog? I think so. I think he's going after every other blogger, which he probably could take them all on, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Nobody blogs harder than Barry. Um, and then Glenn Gabe chimed in and said, you know what? It's probably because of this one section that was in the blogging uh, content there where it said write well and write often. A frequently updated site encourages people to return. And that's probably right. It's one of those issues where anytime Google says anything, people take it as gospel and will just be like, all right, now I just gotta I gotta write more instead of writing better. So that's likely why. Barry also spotted a new look for the SERPs that it seems like is called search or perspectives. It seems who like. names it if he just spotted it did he name it well it it says perspectives in the top and then it pulls something in so it's it seemed like it's almost like an opinion but it also it's like they don't want it to be a featured snippet so there's a it almost seems like a disclaimer and the example they have is is somebody or barriers out there searching why contribute to wikipedia and then the featured snippet that was in there said, like scientists, contributors to Wikipedia seek to collaboratively identify and publish true facts about the world. Like, so that's a perspective, right? I'm, I'm, I, maybe they're trying to have a way to like pull in top thoughts or opinions and not make it so much like a fact, mm-hmm. you know? And then it also pulled in the location. In that case, it was the name of a person, um, Andrea Forte there, so... Look for that. I couldn't. I couldn't replicate it uh, today, at least. And then from Glenn Gabe, he said, "I said this can't be right, but it's right." The July Pro has completed rolling out. That is the product review update. And again, there are several big problems with this update. I shared some of that yesterday. Uh, and just follow along at Glenn Gabe on Twitter, G Square Interactive, GSQI.com. But the product review update ended on August 2nd. So head on over to your GA4 and annotate away. <laughs> All right, L-O-L. And 
Next up, YouTube is launching editing UI to help creators. Any idea what it's going to help them do? Edit in there? I read ahead, so. It's like a big old set of convertible pants. They're going to help turn those things into shorts. <laughs> oh. So there is what's called a new cut section, and you can fine grain time editing and then export those, it appears, so that if you've got a large video, you can basically slice that up. It looks pretty cool. And then you can trim it and cut it and ideally turn it into your short that you'd like to. But even if you could, this could help like with your million year uploads in some emergencies, right? No, if it's already it uploaded. It has to be uploaded. Yeah, but if we like noticed, you know, you're always cursing and you said something. Well, we could probably you cursing, to be fair. Okay, I've heard the last few shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> no, but I, I, this is not to, I, I think it's to trim it out. I, I, I believe that once you post it, you cannot make edits to that. So yeah, I think okay, it's take like back everything I said. Yeah, on your phone, Chef, do you ever like cut a video and you could save as a new clip yeah. on your iPhone? I feel like it's that. Okay, and <laughs> this will be available for all creators in Studio Desktop by the end of this week, so you can make the call by the time this comes out. YouTube is also <laughs> launching an updated copyright details page. They'll show you if the channel's affected, what is actually uh, causing the copyright detail and if your monetization is, is, is on or off. And lastly, you can see more data on community posts if you've got that many followers and you're posting those posts that aren't shorts or videos and just talking to your community. You can now see those specifically in Studio Analytics. Next up from Gail Brenton, the niche site daddy. Wow. Mm. That's his Twitter handle. That's a Niche title. Mm. Site Daddy. What are your thoughts on the word? I, I personally <laughs> might be my might be in my top five words I don't like. Yeah. Yeah. Daddy. I mean it's fine if it's like your kid and you're like, go get your daddy. But this That's is fine. like Dodgeball. Like Vince Vaughn. Niche sites are like ruining it for the kids, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just get this. I, I, yeah. Shivers yeah. when I hear something. Jackson Galaxy, he was a cat daddy, he was fine. <laughs> What? From Animal Planet? Back to Gail, the niche site daddy. He says, if you've been enjoying a traffic bump in the last few days, check the country of origin and analytics. All that new traffic is likely from... I can't say this word. Chechia? It looks like Chechnya. I always thought there was an N in there, yeah. And uh, another word I can't say, Shiley's with a one-second average duration. So there's a lot of traffic that seems to be jumping up from a couple of different locations, at least according to Niche Site Daddy. So it appears that... Who else would you trust? Him, it was happening August 1st through August 7th was when the big jump happened. So head on over to GA4 and annotate away. <laughs> I'm sensing a theme. <laughs> Uh, all right, Google's updated its business profile, post content policy. And now if you have duplicate photos, posts, or videos, or logos, those will be removed. You won't be suspended, though. That came from Joy Hawkins, a joy bomb there. And from Search Pilot, they went out on a fact-finding mission. Modern-day Lewis and Clark, that Search Pilot. <laughs> they said, our exact numbers or approximations and title tags better for SEO. So should you say our top 10 or our top 10 plus and they want to know what's better for seo the answer 
there's no detectable impact <laughs> in the 99 with the 95 percent confidence interval after seven days of testing so not successful this time and lastly from the verge google has introduced a, a good positive google we love google here <laughs> google has put a new asian owned businesses uh, tag and an icon within uh, Google local listings there. So there are now a, a slew of different opportunities that you have, LGBTQ, uh, Latino, Black-owned businesses, and uh, now Asian-owned businesses. And you can see that with a red and orange flower. I love it. That's it in organic what's happening in social button. All right. First up in social this week, users of Twitter's paid subscription service are feeling blue after news that the price is going up. I cannot. Who's using it that they justified raising the price? Would you? <laughs> okay. Do you want to know how much? I think I think I know. Okay, what? Did you read ahead? I wrote it here in my notes. I think I saw a headline. Yeah. So starting last week, this has already happened. New users will be paying four ninety nine a month, so five bucks. Current users at the price of two ninety nine a month can stay there until October, and then their price is going up Ooh. as well. Are you still a subscriber? No, I stopped it the same week. You missed your opportunity. I don't want it. It's. It's crazy. So it seems like a drop in the bucket if you just say $5 a month, especially compared to your family's Netflix subscription shop. But the increase didn't come with an announcement of any new features or anything. It'd be like, we're making it better. Here's what you're getting for that increased price a month. It's just a price hike with a promise. Twitter said at launch, they felt strongly about keeping the cost of the subscription as low as possible while they tested, learned, and gathered feedback. And now they say, we've since refined the vision for this product, conducted significant research, and introduced new enhancements with more in development. And as such, we are updating pricing. But people really, to your point, Shep, did not even think that the three bucks was worth it. So, they, You know what you should do? You should go super follow Barry Schwartz at Rusty Brick on Twitter. Way better. How much does that cost? I think it's like three ninety nine. Much better deal. Mm -hmm. Interesting tidbit, though, from the article in TubeFilter about this. They said it's worth noting that a new report estimates that Snapchat's new subscription service, um, it launched one month ago. It's $3.99 a month, and they've already generated apparently $5 million. And for comparison, Twitter has only made around $4 million in total from users' in-app purchases since it was founded in 2006. No idea if that's true, but that seems crazy. So... People just don't want to pay for Twitter, I guess, is where we're at with that. Maybe they could make more money People if they made their pay ads for an edit button. <sighs> what about an undo button? It doesn't work. Six bucks a month. Wait, five bucks? Five bucks. All right. Have you kids heard of Be Real? We've joked yeah, about we've it for the last about it, yeah. four episodes. We have? Have I been here? I mean, not mentally. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. So um, Instagram's copying them now, and the dual camera mode obviously looks a lot like the Be Real interface, but they are also now testing, Alessandro Paluzzi spotted this, a new option that would enable you to add a QR code to your post. Users can then scan it in order to see on a map where exactly you are at any given time. This is on Instagram. Yeah, hey, nobody's getting murdered from this. Right? That's terrifying. What about the Don't children? Don't do that. Don't do that. Do you think Cheryl Lynn is involved? Who? Cheryl Lynn. Got to be real. What? Sorry, the disco anthem. I didn't even know what be real was. I was like really excited. I wanted to play with it, but whatever. 
it's fine. This is very scary. But I guess on Be Real, you only share your location with your connections. Maybe Instagram will copy that too, and this won't be a problem. Either way, don't do it. Yeah, from what it looks like, it's very terrifying. All right, speaking of Senor Paluzzi, he found something else that Instagram is testing. It is the ability to highlight your hobbies in your profile bio. He's got a screenshot of it. His hobbies, if you're interested, are grilling, PlayStation, Imagine Dragons, and then it's cut off, but it looks like it's probably Instagram. And they're like little tags. Yeah. What percentage of people on Instagram do you think would have one of their hobbies being Imagine Dragons? (laughs) It's got to be 98%, right? Well, that's the thing is like these almost look clickable. So I wonder if they're predefined. He doesn't say anything about it. It's like it, a dating profile. But you could find other people. Instagram intru- pretty much is. I'm really, yeah, look, <laughs> look, I don't have a shirt on. I got a mask on though. My name's Alessandro. Biggest hobby? Imagine Dragons. But it's only because leaking wasn't Welcome an option. Welcome to the new age. I'm Alondro. <laughs> I don't know it could I mean again we don't really know what they do it's kind of stupid if it's just a vanity play but nothing ever is there's got to be a way to improve things right maybe click this and find more people like you so a dating app it'd be nice if they did it like LinkedIn where they put in all those things that you could recommend people for I've been endorsed for so many things you get endorsed for those things and then you're like what are we doing with this and you realize oh that's targeting for ads like that's what they should be doing fill in what you like so Mm -hmm. you can be targeted for your own ads yeah cross your fingers All right. Speaking of LinkedIn, they have added a link stickers feature for images and videos in your posts. This is actually really cool. We will have a screenshot up. Matt Navarro, Navarra, (laughs) Dave Navarro, Matt Navarro shared an example if you're watching. If you're listening, it does what you think it does. It looks like a sticker in a story, but it's right in the image or video in your feed post. And it's a little like chain icon. So you can tell it's a link. When you click it, it shows you the link before you click. So you know where you're going. It's brilliant. I like Matt I think Navarro. It's a great idea. There's one problem with this. If you look at the copy that he wrote, it's called Matt Navarro's Geek Out Newsletter. The weekly hashtag must read hashtag newsletter for social media professionals. Cease and desist. No, what is what is the must read? Nobody goes on hashtag must read. It's also text is that a hashtag must read marketing article of the week. I know, but why would yeah. you hashtag must read? It's like when one of the Trump sons, hashtag wife. Do you remember that? No. No, it was one of my favorite tweets. I love Top that. five tweet. I'll have to find it. But why, like, nobody's like, oh, I'm going to hashtag must read. You right? can hashtag anything. You can, but it doesn't matter. It's text on an image. But the point is that there's this little sticker here, and we could be doing this. That's pretty cool. He also, like, maybe should have shortened the text. I know that this says subscribe, but it says subscribe, dot, dot, dot. So there's that. Anyway. Lastly, here in social, TikTok is apparently paying people to invite their friends to the app. We've got the receipts. It was shared, again, by Matt Navarra, but he had a hat tip to at AdrianoKev1. The screenshots are from his account, but I couldn't find his tweet. So hat tip to him. The notification says, invite a friend to TikTok and earn up to 180 Philippine pesos which equates to $3.25 in U.S. dollars, which is a lot of money for one invite. And apparently you can earn ten up to 10x that. You have to be 18 years of age or older to do it, but essentially you can invite 10 friends and earn like 30 bucks to do so. TikTok's not exactly poor, but that just seems like a... Are they hurting for new users? Seems a little bit desperate. They want you to join. 
Yeah. I, me? Don't waste your invite on me. I'm never joining. But maybe they're trying to go after specific demographics or markets because he's the only person that um, nobody chimed in and said that they got this too. So we'll see. We'll see if more people join. But that's just a lot of money to shell out. And I'm reading an article from Slate.com. The name of the article is For Your Consideration, Eric Trump's Use of the Hashtag Wife Hashtag. And the tweet was, there's an entire article about this? <laughs> this there's a hashtag article? No, there's an article about this one tweet. Hashtag. Article. And so the tweet read, good job at Lara Lee Trump. Hashtag wife. Hashtag make America great again. Hashtag wife. Like, what you, hashtag. I would love to see what all the hashtag wives are out there. It's just a bunch of pictures I think of black. Wow, I don't think you do. Well. <laughs> <laughs> you can put whatever you want on Twitter. Remember that. And that brings us to our real life segment. Straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for Working Hard or Hardly Working, where we talk about what's going on in our IRL work. Good, bad, or otherwise. I have had a couple times in my life where I'm using Google Ads Editor and because like someone else was using mm -hmm. it in the account and I forgot to post or for whatever reason, it gave me a notification and said, you have conflicting things online and in editor, which one are you going to go with? And it like makes you decide right then. And you're usually going to go with the online version and get rid of whatever's downloaded in editor, whatever changes you made. Microsoft does not do that. So we had this situation where we had like two different people working in it and we would have rather just gotten rid of all the changes that were on one person's desktop editor, but we had to like dig them up and find and delete Ugh. them all because you couldn't just do it in bulk. Anyway, that's a confusing one, but if you've been there, you've been there and I wish they didn't do that. And for me, something I feel like is hardly working with the industry, nobody talks about it, is the setup of your audiences within Google Ads using GA4. Everybody's like, you got to get on GA4. You got to get in GA4. You got to get your audiences from GA4 into Google Ads. And it actually does a great job of importing those. But if you want that data, you have to build the audiences in GA4 now. And then you got to start using that too. And you can use multiple audiences, but nobody's talking about that. I, we're already migrating everything over to GA4 audience wise, at least from my stuff. So you should be too. Put that on your to do list. Hot tip, cold tip, Gmail is so dumb. You attach a file, it attaches, it's normal, it doesn't interrupt the body of an email, but if you are writing an email and you attach a file that is too large and it turns into a Google Drive link, it just sticks it wherever your cursor is in the email and it's very annoying. You can't move it, you have to stop, delete it, create the attachment again, hope your cursor's in the right place. It's so hacking annoying. Hardly working. Shep is working hard because I was venting about this out loud. And she's like, you should talk about that on the show. But, but it also <laughs> reminded me, one time you sent me a business meme of like an airplane labeled my sent email. And then like the jet bridge waiting behind it was like attachment. <laughs> <laughs> I sent that. It was years ago. Was and I think about it all the time. Ugh, it's just so dumb. Why would you think I want this in the middle of my sentence? Just put it at the bottom. It's fine. Or make it draggable. I don't care. Stupid. And now for this week's Cool Tool. As a reminder, our Cool Tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners. And is really, really cool. This week's Cool Tool is here to make testing your tags less of a drag. It is the hreflang tags 
testing tool from Merkle. It allows you to quickly check if hreflang tags for an individual page or within a sitemap, an hreflang sitemap, are correct. You just pop in the page or the sitemap URL, choose the user, user agent you want to test with, and go. The tool will spit out a table with a list of pages, and if found, their alternate URLs, the language and region detected, so much more. It'll even flag setups for you that are technically correct but have room for improvement. Like if you've defined a region but have no uh, non-regionally specific version available, it's nice to know that stuff. You can view it in your browser or download the table to share with others. And that is, again, the hreflang tags testing tool. As always, we'll have the link in our newsletter and on Discord. So pick your poison and check it out. Now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. This week's must-read marketing article of the week comes from Gustavo Paloga, paloga.it, that's P-E-L-O-G-I-A dot I-T. And Gus is, I guess his name's Gus, but his, his this is the key. The knowledge panel name is Gustavo, but he goes by Gus. And Gus has a great article called How to Build a knowledge panel for your name or brand. And he runs through how you can try to win the knowledge panel of your name, essentially. Goes through and talks about some different analysis, some knowledge graph explorer information, and then has a couple of different tools, one from Calicube and one from Carl Hundy on how you can see if basically what your confidence score is for a certain type of entity. And so I put all of our names in to try to see what the confidence score was for each of our names. So for Jessica Budd. Mine's not in here. The first example was Elizabeth Jessica Budden. 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 And then you also are similar to Budden Brooks, mm. which is the decline of a family. <laughs> a German drama directed by Heinrich Brioler. I married into that name, let me just say. I am the rise of that family. <laughs> and for Christine Zernheld, there's no results. Yes. She might be able to win one easy. Wow. Wow. Yeah, Shep, though. Tons. And for no. me, the name, I've lost it somewhere in the notes here, but it was Jerry Finn. Oh, I probably did it. Was the person that had the closest name and a massive relevant score. And I just like the na- fact that his name is... Jerome? Jerome? How do you say that name? Jerome? It's not Jerome. Oh, Jerome. Jerome. Gregory Finn. Sometimes credit is Huckle Jerry Finn. Get out of here. That's a great nickname. That's great. I feel like the name Jerry is very akin to the name Greg. Like, I feel like they're, you know, the year of Greg, the year of Jerry is like the same year. Just real bad names. (laughs) (laughs) I just like the fact that maybe fifth down was Michael Gregory Minzane, a.k.a. The Miz from the fifth major U.S. sport, Uh the Real World Road Rules Challenge. And, and so, pro wrestling, right? Him and his wife have that I mean, show, Mrs. in the Miz secondary. or something like that. People don't know from that, the challenge. Anyway, thank you, Gus. You should go check it out if you're trying to build your own knowledge panel yourself. Okay, and I just need to bring up Jess Bud's business meme from three years ago because it was even better than I remembered. It's a... T- it's a plane on the ground. It says, my email is well written, reviewed, and ready to be sent. Then <laughs> it's a plane in the air. <laughs> it says, my email is sent. <laughs> then there's 
like <laughs> stairs to the plane with all these people on them waiting to board the plane and it says attached file. How did you I've never seen this before. <laughs> I sent this to you. You sent it to me a long time ago. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, that is beautiful. Okay. That's and beautiful. now and now onto our playlist of curated songs to work to. You can head over to playlist.marketingclock.com. To listen to marketing a playlist, Greg, what are you adding this week? I am adding Banks, the song Anything for You. Okay, and I will be mm-hmm. adding. I had another um, week working with my toddler, so I will be adding Elmo's song. It was the soundtrack to my week. Oh, how could you work to Elmo's to song? To think he wrote this alone. La 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 la. He wrote it alone. This is songs to work to. <laughs> Working with a child. It's catchy. Dangling from her. It is catchy. I'll be saying it all the way home. Jess? I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'm a sucker for a good love song. I'm going with You by Matt Skiba and The Secrets. Spelled with a K. All right. That does it for today's show. It is now officially not Marketing O'Clock. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If you're looking for more information on today's topic, head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every single article we covered. We share the news as it breaks in our Discord community. Head over to community.marketingoclock.com to join. Welcome to this week's Shooting the Heck. We're after our famous Friday news show. We don't talk about marketing anymore. We just... Shoot the heck. And we are back at it again with everyone's favorite game poke holes in this where we all present ideas that we believe to be unpokeable this is just like the best idea ever and then everyone else proceeds to tell us why we're wrong okay mm-hmm. love it jess would you like to go first oh, i'm honored okay you've been in a bathroom a public restroom before right and there's the automatic paper towel dispenser it's keeping that roll perfect for you and giving you one sheet at a time so no one else can touch it right yes. why are we not doing that with toilet paper it's just out there for everyone to a waste and b touch and then you're the next person like and it should be covered all the time so it's not getting particles and a uv cover why are we not yeah well no it's not Uh, everybody's like so gross if you flush the toilet yeah yeah you have toothbrushes out there well you're flushing the toilet and then you're wiping your parts with it (laughs) yes what does the uv do it is the uv sanitizes disinfects Mm -hmm. Remember, that's what I think uh, one of our presidents said. Just put the UV in, you're good. No, no. I have very few holes to poke. Besides that, it's expensive. Yeah, but you only have to buy one per stall. I just think that there should be a law with it that it only spits out one at a time. Oh no! Can you imagine? I once knew a woman, I guess I still know her. She told me once that growing up, her dad said that there was a three square maximum no matter what you were doing. And I don't know how he enforced it, but like he expected the children to wipe their bums. Were they walking around with diaper rash? All they're they're eating is just pure fiber for every meal. That's terrible. Yeah. I guess that's a hole to poke that like, well, it would also help the environment because people would probably use less. For like sure. I feel like I use less paper towels. For sure. Or you could, you know, take it up a notch. Remember those like reusable ones with the paper towels? Just do that with the toilet paper and it goes back in and sanitizes and comes out. Nice. Yeah. Okay. That might be your best idea, yeah. I, I Thank agree. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, my idea is along similar lines. Um, I think we've all used a diaper bag before. 
And I think that a feature that's missing from a diaper bag is a special pocket that's just designated as a garbage can for when you're on the go and have nowhere to throw the diaper away. Yeah. My mom is using my diaper bag a lot because she watches the baby during the day sometimes. And there will be like a wet diaper in there like days later that I didn't know she put in. And it's deeply problematic to me. I've got, can I workshop your idea live? Okay. So I think it should be something almost like a pullout where you can pull something almost like a doggy bag or like a diaper but it's hidden in there but it's it's exterior and when it's exterior from there you know that there's something in it so then it's like hanging off though yeah but it blends in it looks super cool okay i love it because you're still gonna have the problem of the garbage you're still gonna it's not like it's gonna like like it's a garbage can at the atlanta airport and it's gonna just compact (laughs) it all in you know like it's still gonna be there and be gross Agreed. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think you need to have it pull out, and then you can see that it's there. We're on a roll today. We like, are. We need to patent these ideas. Okay, let's slow that roll down here pretty quick. <laughs> Wait to hear my next idea, too. Okay, right. what, what do you have? Okay, this is just pretty simple. A rebrand of a sport. Complete rebrand. What do you think of the activity that gets the most hate out of any sport in, like, high school? Wrestling. Okay, no. <laughs> it's disgusting. Cheerleading. Oh, oh, what are you talking about? It gets the most- They're mo- pillars of the community. Nobody takes it seriously. Nobody does. Shep You've does. never seen cheer. But but cheerleaders take it seriously, mm-hmm. but nobody outside of it takes it seriously. Do you know why? Inspiration. Because it's not NCAA, it's junior college. Do you know why? The name. They're literally not- leading cheers for anything anymore yeah they're up there they're doing way more the name is holding cheerleading back it's holding it back so i think we rebrand it to team dance but there's also a dance there's dance is different yeah Yeah, but they're not as good (gasps) oh that is so mean you're not as good as a cheerleader if you're on team dance first of all you know real i forgot there was a dance team to be fair when you when you get to NFL, those girls are all the dance team from high school. The cheerleaders don't, the tumbling isn't. We can come up with a better name. Cheer, they don't lead cheers anymore. They have people cheering them on. I just yeah. can't believe you just came for dancers. Like, I, I'm, Okay, come up shut, with a better name. Beat it. He transferred from Los Angeles. His school has no gymnastics team. This is a last resort. <laughs> Bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> They should just call it like the bring it on girls yeah. or and, and boys. Yeah. Call it team gymnastics. Gymnastics is gymnastics separate. It's the same yeah. thing. Do you see the, the cheerleaders arguably do harder things than some and, gymnastics? And people. they really, real, but what about cheer squad? That's really what they call it now. Cheer, cheer. 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 They they're not cheer squad yes, for anybody they anymore. They they are. No, they're not. Dogs. The sport, they have uh. their own sport. <laughs> they have their sport that people watch them do their sport. That's true. The competitive cheerleading, there's no... Don't they just treat games like a practice? They scream at the end. Bring it on. One, five, six, seven, eight. Oh, dance does that too. Dance counts to eight as well. Okay. All right. (laughs) You need to workshop it. You need a better name. All right. You did get a lot of hate though. Just like the cheerleaders (laughs) in high school. (laughs) They do not get a lot of hate. I think the cheerleaders are fine, by the way. the pretty ones. Yeah. (laughs) Just what you have. All right. Let's get back to the great ideas here. You ever see a horse with like a feed bag strapped to him so he can just stand there and eat? No. No. I've seen one hooked up to their butts in like Times Square. 
<laughs> I don't think they're eating that, though. <laughs> well, that, save that for another day, because that's a great idea for people. But we need, like, a way to strap your cup to you with a straw so that when you're feverishly typing away, you don't have to stop to have a sip of coffee. It's just there. It's ready. Ooh. I needed this this morning. I thought you were going to say you needed this because you went to a wedding last weekend. And <laughs> for when you're with a kid at a cocktail hour and you need both hands. I'm very good at carrying babies and alcohol at the same time. <laughs> All right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to poke holes in this. They already make those. They're called like the hard hats. So you have two beer holders and you can just wear that and put both of the straws in and go from two drinks at once. That they already make great. it. It needs to be chicer. Chicer? <laughs> yes. It, like that, it needs a rebrand, like your cheerleaders. It needs to yeah. be like more socially acceptable. There is no way you could get better than a hard hat. Imagine if something fell on your head. You have no problems. Unless it goes in your drink and then you choke because it's through the straw. You need the thing down here. Terrible idea. <laughs> All right, Shep, okay. do you have something to redeem us? I was sick last week, if you can't hear me, and I haven't brought it up a million times already. Okay, have, who has not seen the critically acclaimed drama, She's the Man? Me. Not seen? <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I think it's used elsewhere where, like, you have a runny nose or a nosebleed and you put a tampon in your nose. Um, never heard nope. that. That's brand new to you and you out there listening. That's like, what did she just say? She did say what you thought she said. Okay. It's kind of brilliant. But it's genius. Okay. So I was literally all week because I was home. I had like tissues shoved up one side of my nose the whole time. Like just usually you do it when you're falling asleep, but I just like needed to be like that at my desk. We need to make socially acceptable nose tampons that are like discreet and hidden and you could just remove with some kind of a tweezer or something. You can, it could have airflow through it. And you could just live your life while you were sick and not have to blow your nose all day. <laughs> Till you laugh like I just did and they <laughs> shoot out and you get your friends. Just avoid your funny friends. Like, what just came shooting out of what just landed my drink? Oh, it's Shep's nose pond. It's all my snot from the t- nose pond. Yeah, do you have a name for this? I feel like yeah. the name is make or break. You do. Nose pond is great. Greg just named it. He's all in. All right. Terrible idea. <laughs> okay. What are you talking about? That is my best idea ever. It's pretty terrible. Okay. If I said this before, let me know. I'll do a different one. Monitors. In the middle, there is no actual pixels being lit up. It's a black circle in the middle of your monitor. Why? Why? Because that's where the camera is. Because every time you're on Zoom, you're looking up, you're looking down, you're not looking at the actual stuff you're presenting. So you've got a camera smack dead middle of the monitor where you are looking at. So it looks like you're looking right into somebody. And that can just be your Zoom monitor if you want. It's the Zoom AKA Teams, AKA Google Meet monitor. And it's just like a couple pixels, so you don't know. It's not distracting, yep. right? Because I feel nope. like it needs to not look like the things we're all strapping to our. Yep, and you look directly at it when you are presenting to somebody. But you need two monitors, and you'd have to like unplug your other one. Plug but that you one. always are looking like at. You always end up like looking all around. You want it looking at what you're Can't presenting. Can't you just know that everyone's in the same boat and not be so vain? I can't personally. Maybe you can. Yeah. You I, I took a Zoom call in the dark today. Yeah. So. No, you have no holes to poke, Jess. I don't know. I feel like it, it would probably break pretty easily and then you got to fix well, if it. if you gave it to Shep. <laughs> Shep broke her fourth computer. I didn't break three of them. I only <laughs> yeah. broke one. The other three just 
two just broke. That was Matt the chef. Okay, so no holes to put. I do. Yeah, you got to replace all this hardware. You're Laptops. not just looking at what you're presenting. You're also looking at other people and yourself. So that would need to be right by the monitor too, or you're going to be all over the place. It's an unsolvable problem. Can we just turn our cameras off and be done with it? Yeah, Greg okay. would never. <laughs> okay, well, we all went through all of our ideas, right? Yep. yep. Okay, well, I had an amazing idea. I'm going to go trademark it, and we'll see you next week.